welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch films to, to save you hassle! Woo, yes. I need to lie down after that. <laughs> Can I just take a moment to enjoy our enthusiasm? Okay, so it's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. We will bring you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb-listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as they stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films, upcoming feature films even, I don't know what an upcoming feature film is. Something to do with optician, some sort of, like... It could be an opportunistic film. Yeah. Trying to buy some glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds exciting. (laughs) Cult TV, perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Sharing the frame with me today are White Falcon. Hi, guys. Cody. Hi. TJ. Howdy. Myself, King Dom. And our new comptroller, Edie. Hey. Edie. Edie. Oh, sorry. Apologies. He's got a hip-hop bent today. He can't hear us. He's in Forest Gate. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's two and a half miles away from us. But he sounds excellent. He does. Edie. Not in the house. (laughs) Not in Ithaca House So between your ears and our voices We take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology Recorded on Blue Ice Microphone Sound mix in Audacity software Projecting on Optima Full HD And computerised by Toshiba We are now live and direct from Ithaca House Woo! Here 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 Was that it? That's your film quote? That's it, yes So one more time? (laughs) Here 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 Wow. That is a strange one. I, I, I think it might be a comedy, but we'll, we'll get into that soon. But is it feature film or TV series? It is a feature film, yes. Oh, my God. You foxed our White Falcon. <laughs> you can introduce? I'm, I'm still thinking about the quote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we lost. Okay, no, we are back with a review sweat. And today, TJ is going to tell us about the acclaimed Netflix TV series, Maniac. Thank you, King Dom. I'd like to bring to your attention uh, this relatively new series. I want to talk about the Netflix 2018 production, Maniac. But first, I want to talk about its origins because it was actually a Norwegian comedy drama series originally released in 2015. And it was starring a specific man called Espen P.A. Lavage who is a writer, comedian, and an actor. Now, in the Norwegian version of Maniac, Espen, which is also the same name of the main lead character, is a man in his 30s who's living out a party lifestyle in his imagination. But he has yet to confront his own reality as a resident patient in a psychiatric hospital where he has not expressed a single word. But what can I say about Maniac except for Netflix has done it again? Now, they have adapted a well-known show from Norway, but what they have done differently is something that I suppose is rather make it familiar to fans of like the Philip K. Dick variety at least. And there's an aesthetic which is new to please fans who have streamed more dystopian future tech-related neo-noir dramas such as Altered Carbon, Black Mirror, Mr. Robot, Mute and Tao. Now, Maniac, as the title would infer, adds psychological elements that address mind-altering states and reality-bending and worlds within worlds as two strangers take part in a drug trial. This is not quite so much of a hidden gem that premiered in 2018 as the main stars feature Jonah Hill, who is more commonly known for comedies such as Megamind, 
Get Him to the Greek and 21 Jump Street, and Emma Stone, who is more notable for drama and most famous for The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, La La Land, and Birdman. This 10-part series is loosely based on the original premise of the Norwegian series, and a Netflix production decides to follow the two strangers who are seemingly spiritually connected into the labyrinth of their respective traumas. So, without further ado, and to get the other guys up to speed, we are going to play back the trailer. Do you know where you are right now? I'm in a drug trial. What do you think is wrong with you? I'm sick. But I don't matter. What would you say this trial is showing you about yourself? Is this therapy now? It's not therapy. It's science. Once you begin to appreciate the structure of the mind, there's no reason to believe that anything about us can't be changed. Pain can be destroyed. The mind can be solved. your subjects have ended up catatonic? Zero. Roughly. My head doesn't work right. I thought maybe these people could fix me. Sounds stupid. That doesn't sound stupid to me. Okay, people, let's begin. In five, four, three, two, one. My mind is playing tricks. reality brain magic shit i don't know what's real and what's not something's wrong what did you do Come on, wake up. every time i separate them they just find their way back together you're not protecting those people in there That was the official trailer for Maniac uh, by Netflix. And this is the American version now. So uh, based on what you saw on screen, what are your thoughts? It looks great. I mean, it looks visually flamboyant. Um, obviously, there's the presence of Emma Stone, who's a heavyweight actor and has been at least since La La Land. Also, Jonah Hill, who's possibly underrated these days. I don't know, I'll come back to that. TJ, how do you feel about Jonah Hill as a dramatic actor? I think White Falcon wants to say something about his uh, drama credentials before I jump into that. Yeah, actually he has two Oscar nominees as a, in a supporting role. Mm -hmm. One of this uh, 2012 in uh, Moneyball mm -hmm. with Brad Pitt. And the other one is a supporting role as well. is uh, Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese movie. So uh, you've seen the Norwegian Maniac, or have you seen the American? No, I started to watch the first 
episode of this one. Yeah, but I didn't like what, it. What was it that turned you off at that early stage? I don't know. It just looks like it's not happening, nothing. I mean, usually the, in, if you start to watch something, it's, something's happening in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. And it looks like the first 15 minutes, nothing happened. And okay, let's move on. Yeah. I mean, as a sci-fi, um, I think it's a bit of a more of a slow burner because... It is an ensemble cast, and they're trying to build up a premise of worlds within worlds. Why is this? I mean, the crime, drama, horror. I, I didn't, you know, the first 15 minutes is you have to know something about all this. I didn't. You know, what? I really hope you was watching Maniac with Jonah Hill and not Maniac with um, the guy that used to be Frodo from Lord of the Rings, because that's the the crime serial killer one. Uh, this, th is th this is a feature film. Yeah, the Mani Maniac feature. It is the same there, story. I've, no, it's a two, two completely different stories. But the um, this the Jonah Hill one was about the um, you you saw the episode where it was the brother with the schizophrenia. Yeah, something they sitting in the okay. sitting somewhere in a park and they talking something. Talking to his um, fictional yeah, and there fictional, was a fictional uh, version of his actual brother. There was a point yeah. and a switch off. <laughs> okay, so, do you find that interesting that he's chatting no. to a fictional brother? Yeah. Well, one of the things that drew me in, actually, I'm surprised it pushed you out of Maniac because it deals with talking about mental health in a kind of, it feels like a fresh and enlightened way. One thing I want to ask, actually, did you see the trailer before you saw the series? No. Okay, because that, that might be the, one of the things because I felt informed oh, by watching the trailer. Just wait a second. This is the remake. The Jonah Hill series on Netflix is a remake of the Norwegian series that came out in 2015 and then once that series had finished coming out from December 2015 to say I don't know June 2016 and how many episodes Netflix was the, uh, the Norwegian the Norwegian one was 10 episodes but it's a different story premise because it's got less of the sci-fi element and it's basically a character who's inside a psychiatric home who's living in an alternate world in his head where he's he thinks every day's a party, but he's actually but based being treated. From, based from this series, yeah, okay. And plus, the Norwegian one is set in a contemporary era, whereas the American version is set in a dystopian future. Is it a future, or is it just an alternative version of our mm. time? No, it's actually a future because um, there's a thing that we've done which is quite funny, which is um, in the future world. Uh, to earn money or credit. Oh, you get the advertising. You can get adverts. But the thing is, you don't just get adverts. You get people physically coming up to you and reading adverts to you until you're sick and tired of it. I thought that was very clever. Yeah, I, th I thought that was pretty funny as well. So it's like, it's very interesting how they've twisted some of the things that we are commonly used to. And I think there's yeah. another bit where, I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but the character played by Emma Stone, who goes by the name of Annie Landsberg, I think it is, she sells the rights to her image. And uh, that's because she's got some financial difficulties. And um, that's actually a prelude to why she needs to attend the drug trial. And from selling her facial rights or image rights, she ends up being in several different adverts without her knowing. And it's an interesting way that it bleeds into other areas and story arcs. It's kind of cool. I mean, it was introduced by um, guy goes to like uh, the tube station and he goes to buy his ticket. Mm. He doesn't have any money. And so, and then you see the next thing, you know, there's a, there's a big guy walking beside him on the way to the train just trying to sell him stuff yeah. and that's what you have to do if you can't afford the train you have to get in a guy yeah. who's an he's just going to read adverts to you all the way in yeah. your journey 
instead of actually paying for your journey. Yeah. I thought it was really clever. I it's think like a physical <laughs> manifestation of what, you know, your yeah. Apple yeah. iPhone does to you. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like, um, instead of like Blade Runner, it's kind of like, it's like a Blade Runner of like, this is how the corporate and the globalization world will look in, in terms of affecting you, your credit and your ability to kind of just be free of commercials. It's kind of like a less sexy and cool Blade Runner. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think this, um, this world is, it feels like it's a cashless society as well. I think that may have uh, changed. A little bit in the trailer looks like was the um, Jim Carrey and um, Kate Winston movie. The, you mean um, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind? Yeah. Okay, because I personally, I mean, there's that kind of, romantic idea developing because which i'll come to in just a moment but i felt the way the initial trailer looks it reminded me of cloud atlas to begin with in terms of you get introduced to a character who's on this particular journey and he has to find himself a bit like the tom hanks character in cloud atlas but the worlds that this character is going to enter into are specifically because of a drug trial because he's coming from a specific background which i'll get into in a moment it's a bit nuanced because this story is a mini series that focuses mainly on owen milgram played by jonah hill who's been previously diagnosed with schizophrenia for 10 years and when we join the story he's on the verge of testifying in court to support a legal case for his reckless playboy brother that has embroiled his whole family and its legacy and put into jeopardy so the kind of the playboy party style every day is not inside the Owen Milgan character it's outside of him but he still has the mental health issues now meanwhile there's Annie Landsberg who's played by Emma Stone who is actually a drug addled drifter who is constantly trying to escape some kind of haunting nightmare which we find out about through the story and she's literally living day to day in the big city so I think there's some really interesting collusion there. Her um her story is quite interesting. I don't know. I mean, you you know her story. You've been yeah. in the first two episodes. I don't know if giving it away would actually well, be a well, spoiler. Well, I'm not I'm not going to give it away. Uh, but it's interesting that we've got somebody who's seen a trailer and seen 15 minutes, and I think you've seen a whole. I've seen episode. two episodes. You've seen two episodes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm trying to remember now. You do find out her main. You, story. you find out why she's doing this. Yeah. In the second episode. Gotcha. So the the interesting thing about this story uh, and and bringing these two worlds it's kind of like you've got the the one percent uh, the one percent which is the lifestyle that owen milgram has because he comes from a rich very powerful family and then you've got this other character who's kind of living like almost paycheck to paycheck and they're in this kind of sci-fi world and they kind of just brought slam dunk together because they're both trying to escape um something in their lives but it feels like with the Owen Milgram character, he's trying to find a solution to his predicament that he's in, which is not just his court issue with his family, but also how he's coping with his uh, mental health issues. And he actually starts to consider that he's in some kind of hero fantasy where attending the drug trial is going to mean saving the world in some respect. Whereas this... Annie character has a more sinister reason for attending a drug trial, which is connected to her economic situation as well as her, the trauma that she's running away from. You say she's running away from the trauma, but yeah. actually isn't part of her problem the fact that she's kind of obsessed with her trauma mm. and she well, this is, to this relive is, it over and over again. Well, this is the thing. I feel that I feel that as a character, like what the Annie was going through, it feels like 
she oh because i'm trying not to give too much away but she i is, think you can give she, it away because it's, it happens so early in the story it's not really kind of at the end we're not like talking about the sixth sense and then giving away yeah the yeah but i don't want to i don't want to talk about it because it's a drug trial situation which i, I yeah. still feel like i'm giving away but it feels like she's she's coming into the drug trial from a completely different opposite yeah, angle. Yeah. But the interesting thing about the story is that there's this uh, kind of uber corporation, almost like the OCP in Detroit of um, Robocop. It's called Nebedine Pharmaceutical Biotech. And they have an overbearing drug trial policy where they've kind of got to the final stages of some kind of medicine that they're using to improve people's uh, mental health and connection with their original trauma. And they need to go through the final kind of guinea pig stage testing with these human beings and their supercomputer. But one thing I want to say was there's an alarming simplicity to the storytelling. Uh, they're literally introducing each character with some form of exposition so you can work out what's in stake in the real world. And the worlds that they do explore once the drug trial commences because it's about characters who have to kind of let's say, deposit their mind or consciousness and into side of a supercomputer that actually helps them manifest these kind of dreamlike states that they're going to be in. And they actually explore different worlds, which are kind of, it feels like a prohibition era 1930s. And there's a fantasy kind of elf, dragons, wizards world. There's a 1980s world as well. And basically the characters, Owen and Annie, keep crossing over time and again in what should be separate dream sequences that they're having as part of this drug trial, but they're actually connecting in each other's dreams. And they end up solving the mystery of their original trauma and the purpose of the actual drug trial, which is actually being managed by two doctors called Dr. James K. Mantele, played by Justin Farouk, and a chain-smoking Dr. Azumi Fujita, played by Sonoya Mizuno, yeah. which I hope I've pronounced correctly. And she's got a great um, dress sense. Yeah, she's very sharply very dressed as well. I mean, it's quite interesting because they're set in the future, but they feel like they're retrospectively dressed in a kind yeah, of a I mean, 1960s yeah, chic. There's a kind of future past... Yeah. Retro futurism. Retro, Retro futurism. futurism. Thank there you, Kingdom. That's why I'm here. And um, and I think the interesting thing is like um, each of these characters. I mean, there's a there's an excellent turn uh, by Sally Field who plays the mother of one of the characters, and uh, she ends up having a great influence over a, a big twist to the story uh, coming into episode six and seven. But I think what I've really liked about Maniac is. The way not only is exploring science fiction and drug tests and drug trials, it is kind of Philip K. Dick kind of uh, modus operandi. But the, I wanted to get into the mental health as well. I'm hopefully going to have some time to do this. You've worked in a mental health charity already, Cody. So I want to kind of just ask you how... Uh, and you've seen two episodes. I see, how, yeah, I probably haven't seen enough to give a, a proper answer. But do you feel like... They are introducing a character with schizophrenia, having worked in that environment. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, in a, in a sensitive I, way. Even before I worked in mental health, a number of friends in my past have had have been schizophrenic, so mm. you can sort of recognise the. Yeah. If you like kind of um, Michelle Gondry, Charlie Kaufman, Spike Jones type films, like offbeat characters and mm. weird ideas for cinema, then yeah, you'll probably love Maniac. Yeah. It's very, much in that vein. Maniac speaks to people who are looking for like a new visual in drama and a new template in terms of introducing stories which isn't just got like formulaic, like love romantic story notions. We've got to mention the director 
Um, um, Carrie Fukunaga, who yeah. is the director of the new James Bond film, okay. based on Maniac. What do you think he can bring to the party with Bond? Carrie Joji Fukunaga, who is easier to pronounce for me than the guy who directed The Sixth Sense. <laughs> he... Shyamalan. Exactly. We'll come to that another day. He's got a varied uh, range of what he's directed. He, he made his name on True Detective with a single shot. Yeah. That he pulls off in one of the episodes of True Detective, which okay. I haven't seen. But cool. I mean, I haven't seen True Detective. Very, very impressive. I'm guessing that's from the, the Woody Harrelson. Yeah, the, the, uh, the season Matthew one. McConaughey season, because yeah. uh, that's the one everyone goes on about. But yeah, he's done Sin Nombre from 2009, Jane Eyre, a period drama, and he's also done Beast of No Nation. Uh, which I think was the Idris Elba film about was, um, yeah. child soldiers. And um, he's scheduled to do Bond 25. So if we were just talking about Maniac on its own, I feel that if Kerry Joji Fukunaga is part of Bond 25, I think we're going to see some very intense, uh, probably torture scenes, I think, mm-hmm. in the new Bond. And uh, I also think that... Um, He's very good at analysing uh, male characters with specific uh, mental health issues because there are several characters in Maniac who are going through a sense of mental health trauma which gets revealed in kind of explosive ways. And I feel that the way that they've built up the James Bond series, the Daniel Craig character is ripe for like another layer to be peeled off after we've seen him in Spectre. I thought Danny Boyle is... Uh He's, he's done something. Uh, Danny Boyle has left now. He's oh, okay, but is he, he started to, to, the shooting, no? Um, no, they never got that far. Um, oh, okay. They were okay. doing the script, but um, Danny Boyle exited, yeah. apparently because he wanted to kill off Daniel Craig's Bond. Wow. Okay. With a zombie, perhaps. <laughs> well, we don't know regenerate him or something. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it would leave the way clear for... Um, a female you know, Bond? Or Idris Elba, but yeah, you know okay. we'd find out that James Bond is a code name, so it's actually lots yeah. of different people. Yeah, which but makes could, sense. But you know what though, James Bond is a step. I mean, I don't know why I've gone into this, but James Bond was like a stepson or something like that, wasn't he? And because he had a, he was an orphan, so it'd be interesting if Idris Elba came in as a stepbrother to avenge the death of Daniel Craig. <laughs> wow, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, why, is it, why is it so important for Bond? But how come uh, you know anyone can play Sherlock Holmes and no one fit them into some sort of weird timeline? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We might Thanks. have to address Thanks. that in a, into another episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, what I would say uh, about Maniac on Netflix is if you're a fan of Mr. Robot, if you're a fan of uh, Mute. Or if you like seeing... Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, I think that the romantic element is there. The the direction, the colours, the the, the palette of the... It it reminds me a lot of it. Okay, okay. You know, the offbeat kind of... Yeah, I mean, I I think even the way that... Nature of it. Yeah, because I think even the way the story's kind of told, like it's fleet, there's fleeting moments and this kind of... And you're trying to explore portions of this guy's memories and their perception as well is very interesting. Yep. But I think, yeah, Eternal Sunshine <laughs> of a Spotless Mind is a, uh, a good shout as well, Cody. So I think if you've watched these films, uh, so Michel Gondry fan or perhaps Gaspar Noé is another one as well because he did a film called Enter the Void, I think it was. If you like these like bright neon films, if you like these kind of psychological introspective films, you get a great opportunity to do this other series with some really competent actors who I think are at the top of their game. And I think Jonah Hill, Justin Theroux and Emma Stone, I know they've been in the game for like 10, 12 years each respectively, but I think 
this is kind of like their reconnaissance era in terms of quality. And I think they've really brought an excellent cast together and they've got a really good director. And the fact that he's going to be on James Bond soon is a testament to that. So if you haven't seen Maniac, this is a great series uh, to watch, but I would be wary of binge watching it because I think there's so much depth in each episode. You need some time to kind of take away rather than going back to back. Cody, do you think that's something that you could continue watching? Oh, yeah, I'm planning to continue watching it, yeah. And uh, King Dom, what do you think of it as a series? I will definitely give it a go. Yeah, okay, so it's next on your list to watch, perhaps. It is, yeah. And White Falcon, do you think you can give <laughs> Kerry Joji Fukunaga a second chance with Maniac? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure, but let's see. Let me ask you this question. Would you want to watch the Norwegian uh, series first? Uh, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so we might have to do a review of that. Okay, so uh, that's the end of my review on Maniac. I say if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. If you're going to watch it, be careful binge watching it because it's very intense episode to episode. Amazing. Am I doing the outro? I think we're also trying to find out the quote. Oh, as well. yeah, the wow. quote. Yes. So let's say it one more time. It feels like a long here, time ago now. Here, here. I want to say some money. Is it a Monty Python film? No. Oh. Austin Power? No. What genre is it? Uh, it's comedy. <laughs> is it Dumb and Dumber? No, it's a British comedy. Not a carry-on film. Not carry-on. Give film. us a clue. Um, it stars Richard e. Grant. Oh, oh with Nell and I. Like, uh, and I uh, yes. What? It's with the little note that the poster Nell leaves on the cottage for them. He leaves a hair. With oh, the and they, they get it down here. Here, 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 here. <laughs> what? Here, here, here. Um. We're going to have to introduce you to more British culture sooner or later. Actually, do you know what? what do, just, just before we close, do you think Richard E. Grant would have made a good Doctor Who? He kind of, that's where he played the Doctor in an animated version released for the 40th anniversary in 2003, cool. two years before the new series started. So it's kind of, they thought, oh, there's no new Doctor Who coming. So they did a special um, animation story with Richard E. Grant as the Doctor and David uh, Jacobi as the Master. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. And Jack, David Jacoby actually played the master in the series later on. Cool. As well. All right. So we'll just leave it to Dom to do the outro. Thanks to our presenter, TJ. Thank you. And our co hosts, White Falcon. Thank you, guys. And Cody. Cheers. I have been your host, King Dom. You were listening to Geek Sweat. These are end credits. Oh, I forgot our podcaster, Easy E. Easy to do when he's not actually in the room. He's still in Forest Gate, but thanks for being there. For the third episode now. Yeah. It's so rude. Yeah, really? What is it? And we Some brought people. wine for him as well. Oh, well, more for us. If you want to support the podcast by generating an interview question, being a guest, or simply becoming a sponsor, please email film at instigateonline.com. That is I-N-S-T-I-G-A-T-E online.com. We're also available on Castbox FM, Stitcher, iTunes and Player FM. And Spotify. And Spotify. Yeah, we're excited about that. We're available on all of those on the podcast app of your choice. Feel free to review and rate us inside your preferred podcast platform. If you don't have time to do that, tell a friend today and we'll be just as grateful. You can also find us online via Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under the hashtag G-E-E-K-S-W-E-A-T. This podcast thrives on listeners, so thank you for sharing your ears. To show you we care, we, we watch, watch films, films to save you hassle. hassle. Woo.